Greetings, everybody. Happy holidays from Cooking with the Hazelnuts. Welcome to show 20. It's the Big R slash Randy Rusnak. To start things off, we have a voicemail. Hi, Debbie. Hey, Randy. It's Jane from Los Angeles. Happy Thanksgiving, and I can't wait for your next Thanksgiving show. You said a bird show and your cookie show uh, gave the Debbie here some ideas of Girl Scout cookies. Oh, I love them. Very quickly, I wanted to say, yes, there are a couple of Buca di Beppo's. Uh, it's a restaurant, Italian restaurant, very famous for their garlic bread in which they actually put hunks of garlic in their garlic bread, which is awesome. I was excited to actually find one in my area, a couple of them. Um, if you can find one in your area, please go. Um, I wanted to go, but I couldn't. Like, a couple of my friends did go, enjoyed it so much. Buca di Beppo is actually spelled B as in boy, U, C as in Charlie, A, D as in dog, I, B as in boy, E, P as in Paul, O. Also, I'm waiting for the seven shows that you did in the beginning to come up on the feed. I missed my potato show, you see. I did request that. Thanks for the tip on cutting with the fork and knife because I was able to use that this weekend uh, at the Cheesecake Factory when cutting my chicken up when you stab with the fork and you cut around it with your knife. Thanks, that actually helped. You don't want to be embarrassing and <laughs> not be able to cut something, right? Talk to you soon. Hi there. Hi everybody, welcome to show number 20. Here we are, and we are, I don't know whether we're doing a kooky show or a cookie show. <laughs> we're doing We're doing the best we can being kooky We're doing a cookies. kooky cookie show. <laughs> we are. Um, and I know cookies are so popular, and uh, so, and at this time of year, cookies are very, very popular. Have you ever been to a cookie swap? I have once, when I was working... Uh, for Kodak. Oh, wow. And, and we, uh, it was called a cookie exchange. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, you, it's where you bake a couple of dozen cookies and mm-hmm. you just, I, I forgot how, how it went. I think. Uh, Everybody does. Everybody bakes a couple dozen. And then by the time you leave, you get to take home uh, a little bit, like one or two uh, of every kind that, is there so everybody walks away with another couple dozen cookies but you get to try everybody's different kinds yeah the thing that i liked about it is you could get to try everybody's cookies right when you're at work or whatever Mm -hmm. and then take some home yeah and i had fun with it because people would say here try mine try mine then I'd get whispered in my ear, you know, like, oh, mine are better. <laughs> and uh, they, they were, I guess, because some mm-hmm. people that really said that they really went all out, they were just wonderful stuff. Oh, yeah. That's great. A couple yeah. of Christmases ago, uh, one of the neatest things that I saw were uh, my son's girlfriend brought over... Um, cookies that were oh they were just outrageously good 
They were no bakes, but they were dark chocolate covered Ritz crackers with peanut butter in the middle of them. I think, yeah, I think I've, I've uh, I know you've talked about them, but I know I have an oat-bake cookie in the room, a recipe in the other room, I can go look for that. Yeah, that's neat. It's good. <laughs> you were talking about cherry winks and thumbprints. The cherry winks and thumbprint cookies are my favorite Christmas cookies. Yes, they, they are. <laughs> I've never even associated those with Christmas, but I guess, you know, at Christmas time, anything could be a favorite Christmas cookie. Mm-hmm. Yep. I guess it can. Uh, another thing, and I'll I'll get to what cherry winks are in just a second, but another thing that I really, and it sounds kind of funny, but uh, back in the 80s, I used to love to get, uh, to go buy tins of Christmas cookies from Kmart. And uh, they were in a tin. Oh, wow. and they were in a tin, and they were butter cookies. I love them. They still have those tins. Uh, they have them year round, though. Oh, do they? Oh, okay. Yeah, they have their uh, Danish butter cookies. Yep. And they're year round, and they're different shapes slightly. Some have sugar on them. Yeah. Uh, they're different textures, but yeah, they're year round. You can find them at uh, Sam's or Costco. Oh, I didn't know that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, they I... they have them. They marked them down for inexpensive cost. I, I oh know. yeah, yeah, they're very and you can and they're large tins. Yeah, some, and they're many layers. Mm-hmm. Yep. And everything is in its little uh little paper, paper. tin. Yeah. Yeah, they're really uh... good. Um, and then okay, well, cherry winks are basically they're a kind of a they're a, a chewy cookie. Uh, inside in the middle is a cherry, and they are made from cornflakes and other things and baked. And uh, I don't have the recipe on hand because I haven't had them for so many years now, but I've always liked them. Um, and uh, let's see. Thumbprints are a smaller cookie with actual jelly in the center rather than in the batter. So when you're touching the top of them, you're actually touching jelly in a little divot of a... That's the only word I can describe, a little indentation inside the middle of the cookie. Um, those are thumbprints. Well, you know, the first Christmas cookies that I ever knew about were like butter cookies, but they uh, are still very popular where you roll them out, you roll out the dough, and you cut it with cookie cutters. Mm-hmm. And those were the first kind that we made when I was little, and they were the only kind we made. Uh, and then as years went on, uh, we would start making more kinds along with those. And I think now you can even buy dough that you roll out, or you can maybe even buy it in sheets. I don't know. I've never heard of anything like that before. but um... It wouldn't surprise me, but I know you can probably buy balls of dough Mm-hmm. But it's but it's easy and uh, it's just um, I have a recipe right here. It's three fourths cup of sugar, a half a cup of melted shortening, two eggs beaten, a teaspoon of vanilla, two cups of sifted flour, a teaspoon of cream of tartar, a half a teaspoon of baking soda a half a teaspoon of salt. And so you're going to blend sugar well with shortening, stir in your beaten eggs and vanilla, and then 
sift together your dry ingredients of flour, baking powder, salt, and cream of tartar, and add that gradually to your shortening mixture and mixing all of that well. And then you want to chill that dough. And the the cooler that dough is, the easier it is to handle. We actually used to have a rolling pin that was metal, and you could take the the one of the rollers off on the end, and it it would um, give you a hollow interior. We could fill it with ice and roll that dough out with with ice. It was great for pie crust too, because keeping it really nice and cold helps that dough work better. Roll it out onto a lightly floured board and roll it. The thinner you roll it, obviously you're going to get thinner, crispier cookies if you want them thick, which sometimes are easier to handle with the cookie cutters. Then you'll get more of, you won't get as much of a crisp cookie. You might get a softer cookie, but um, arrange those cookies on a greased sheet, two inches apart, bake at 375 Fahrenheit. 10 to 12 minutes, and um, I used to top them sometimes with, I would sometimes put sugary, colored sugar on them before I baked them, which would make it stick. Um, If I put it on afterward, it would not stick, but you can can frost them when they come out, Uh, or I like them plain. You can use two teaspoons of baking powder instead of cream of tartar and soda if you don't have cream of tartar. You can use um, you can use bake two teaspoons of baking powder may replace cream of tartar and soda, baking soda. How cool is so, that? Yeah. Now that brings me to a um, little point that I just thought of is that we did a lot of substitution. Uh, on yep. one of our what second show yes, or we, third? Oh or uh, no, much later than that. Oh. But yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, it brings back a lot of memories because I was thinking, yep, yeah. you could substitute for that. Uh huh. Wow. Yeah. Um, I know sometimes um, when we've made cookies, you can make a you can go buy whole big tubs of dough that are frozen. And oh, then just neat! Pop them open and. Uh, well, just let them sit in the fridge, and they will uh, thaw probably overnight, I guess. But the dough remains cold, and uh, obviously coming out of the fridge. Well, and you can do interesting things with that with that dough if you don't want to roll it out. You can uh, take little, uh, like a teaspoon of that dough. You can um, put mix it up well more than a teaspoon you can mix up the whole thing with with pecans if you want or mm-hmm. you can take uh, take little teaspoonfuls and uh wrap it around a hershey kiss oh. and bake them or yeah. just make your little balls with those cookies particularly if you want to put pecans in them and then when they come out of the oven you can uh roll them in powdered sugar mm-hmm. interesting um, yeah now, and, there, yeah. there's a t- tradition that this one person had. Now, I totally, totally do not recommend doing this, but it's a, t- a tradition that someone's family had with uh, with their family that my dad used to enjoy. And some people actually put in 
coins in their cookies, and I <laughs> do not. Oh, really? Yeah, I oh do. I do not agree. It was a. Oh. It was a, a. You know, a surprise present like type thing and uh people were supposed to break mm. open the cookies and and pull out there but uh that's oh that's very weird yeah so traditions well, are not necessarily good ones there no that that i can you know i mean even fortune cookies you know i mean that's fun and you know where that piece of paper is going to be mm-hmm. so you know, but oh gosh, I would hope nobody gags on that coin. You know? <laughs> Isn't that weird? Put your money where your mouth is oh, or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the other day I was uh, making my cookies to sample, send out as samples for the auction. So um, I sent uh, sugar cookies, peanut butter, and chocolate chip. And I had never taken regular dough and turned it into peanut butter cookies. Mm. But I learned something uh, because if you make that dough up the same way you do for the plain sugar cookies uh, to to make chocolate chip, all I did was add some chocolate chips and some pecans. But then for peanut butter, what I did was I added um, actually, well, I did it by a third of the of the amount of dough. So, but basically if it was for the whole package, she said to take, was it a fourth of a cup of brown sugar? I think so. And a cup of peanut butter and to add that to the regular batter. Well, the brown sugar helps to keep the peanut butter sweet enough. And then to have white sugar on hand to roll those cookies in as little balls. And those that same idea would work for putting the Hershey Kiss inside the cookie. I mm-hmm. mean, p- putting it inside the cookie after you bake it. So you would press it into the center of the cookie when they come out of the oven. But if you want to put a Hershey Kiss in peanut butter cookies before you bake them, then you wouldn't necessarily roll them in sugar. You would just have your peanut butter dough, wrap it around the kiss... Um, of course, after you take the paper off. (laughs) (laughs) And then after they come out of the oven, roll those in powdered sugar. Oh, those are good. Oh, my goodness. Um, See, I really have a problem when it comes to stuff like this because when I start unwrapping the Hershey Kiss, I want to eat it. (laughs) Oh. Oh, I know. I remember my sister used to do that. My sister used to actually... She, I would bake those cookies, and she would take the kisses out of them. Really? <laughs> uh, the ones with the ones that went in out right out of the oven, uh-huh. you know. So it would like press it down and like a little inset, <laughs> like making a thumbprint basically. Uh-huh. And she would she would go to where those cookies were and take the kisses out of them and eat them. <laughs> <laughs> now this is the same sister that's a really good cook. That that. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That's funny. Yep. Do you she, ever remind her of that? Oh, uh, she reminds me <laughs> oh. of that. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Now, another cookie that I really like, um, and again, um, I wish I had a recipe in front of me, but maybe you know how to make them, are, are uh, potato chip cookies. They are so I good. I have not made those. Tell me. I have heard about these. Well, you uh, crush up potato chips and add them to the batter 
Um, so they're not shaped like a chip or anything, but they're they're mm-hmm. actually ground up chips, uh, oh. potato chips, and so the potato chip flakes go into the the cookie. Now, Yum. again, you can look them up, and yeah. we're hoping you guys. Uh, I I know that there are people that are listening on the phone, probably won't uh, have access to a computer. So let's just say that um, if we get requests for these. Uh, recipes then we'll we'll do our best to give you some of these recipes um i've posted some to my blog if you go to debbiehazelton.com mm-hmm. some of these recipes that i've said i would post i have put on my blog you can just go look for my blog you'll find some other other things on there but you'll find four or five recipes up there so far good this is great i will just send you some and uh, we can get a little batch going here so these potato chip cookies are they are they cr- crunchy crispy they are a crispier cookie mm-hmm. they uh, they have the same consistency i i would like to say as a sugar cookie okay huh. and they are very thin and they are Ooh. scrumptious there's another cookie that I used to make a lot I found them a little harder because it's a thinner batter to work with so it's definitely a drop cookie where you're just dropping them by teaspoon scant teaspoon and they're brown sugar thins oh Oh. but they are crispy and they come out so nice and lacy oh they're just i often would make them i haven't in a while but i would often make them around valentine's day oh that sounds so good so can you give us tips for when you use a a spoon to drop cookies on sheet how does that how do you do it without having every one of them run together. Oh, well, you want to... I always grease my cookie sheets. Now, I've seen some people or some recipes that say don't. I have always run into a problem if I didn't. And uh, so I grease and um, and just put them... I, well, for one thing, I think if the batter is cool then they won't spread so far, but to keep enough room between them, um, you know, like I might only have three across. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, even if I could get five, uh, I will leave enough room between them so that they don't run on top of each other. Let me give you a little tip that might help the listeners out there. And that is when you're making your cookies uh, and you want to get them a little more exact uh, without having them run together. <clears throat> what I do is I take my finger, and the width of your finger is usually a pretty good space f- for when you drop your next cookie. So try to measure hmm. a little bit between your... Uh, my fingers your are too narrow for that. Are they? <laughs> oh, <okay>. oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. That would be way too close um, for my for me. Mine work pretty well because my fingers yeah. are... Um, <laughs> well, you're a manly no, man. I'm a manly man with beautiful fingers. <laughs> well, I have beautiful fingers too, but I don't. <laughs> I don't think you would want uh, these very thin, tapered fingers. <laughs> okay, well, if if you're a, if you're a manly man, <laughs> try the finger method. <laughs> well, I'll go to our ratings again. <laughs> One of my favorite uh, cookies that I used to have a, a mold for, and I don't have any more, uh, but I made, I actually used to make three kinds of shortbread. 
at Christmas time. Mm. And Scottish shortbread. Now, I'm going to tell you the two kinds that I liked the best were one that I would call an American shortbread. And here is what it is. It's a fourth of a cup of powdered sugar, a fourth of a cup of granulated sugar, a cup of butter, a third of a cup of rice flour. And you can sometimes find rice flour in grocery stores or in health food stores. One and two thirds cup of unbleached white flour. And um, you're going to, you don't want to handle this too much, uh, but preheat your oven to 325. Mix your sugars together and your butter, mix your sugars with your butter, um, <clears throat> mix your flours together separately, and then gradually mix by hand or by with your hands, um, mixing your sugars, your flour, and your butter all together. But you don't want to, just want to do it until it's smooth. And then you could put it into a pie pan, or you could, and pat it, down into the pan or you could even put it into a cookie sheet and uh, just make like an oblong kind of um, mixture and um, let's see you're going to bake this bake this um, for approximately an hour or until it's uh, they say until it's light brown or at least somewhat springy to the touch and let cool in your mold or let cool, you know, on your, on your cookie sheet before you remove it. What I like about this shortbread is it's cr a little bit crunchy. Um, and then you just break it into pieces, is break that... it into pieces. Yep. Oh. Now the other one that I like is actually what I think of as true Scottish shortbread. And it's different. The, the, there is one, that you could use just regular flour and you use regular salted sweet butter, um, which is what you would use in the one that I just gave. You would use, uh, you would use salted regular sweet butter. Um, but this one, you're going to use a cup of unsalted sweet butter, a half a cup of powdered sugar, two cups of flour, and cream your butter and beat your sugar uh, in with your butter gradually and, and then mix your flour and mix it well. Turn it out onto a baking sheet and pat it into a, a shape that you want, oblong or round. And um, it's going to be about three inches, three fourths inches thick and approximately seven inches in diameter. Pinch edges all around and prick this with a fork and chill. You're going to prick it all over with a fork. Um, that keeps it from shrinking. Chill it for at least a half an hour and bake it in a moderate oven, 300 degrees for 30 to 45 minutes. I always tended to go more toward 45. But what's it's? they say it's pale gold in color when done. Well, that's a little harder. That's why I always went, to, I baked it toward the uh, making sure it was done enough. Mm -hmm. But while still warm, you're going to cut this into wedges and sprinkle this with granulated sugar. 
and it has a very different texture. It's not crunchy and it's not overly sweet because of the unsalted butter mm-hmm. and because it has the um, the powdered sugar in it rather than granulated sugar in it, but the granulated sugar is on the outside of this one. Oh, that sounds really good. It sounds like it would really go well with uh, coffee or... And tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that must be some British in me oh. or something. Well, I must have some too because that sounds great. <clears throat> um, how about Russian tea cakes? Have you ever had those? I don't know what they are. Really? Yum. Okay. You've never heard of them at all either? I've heard of them. I have heard of them, but I don't know what they are. Well, I can tell you that they <clears throat> are – and again, I'll – Remember some of these and and send Debbie the recipe and she can put them up on the blog so you guys can go look at them. But they are, I've been told they are white in color. Mm-hmm. And they have little pieces of nuts in them. And they are rolled in powdered sugar. And they're little, they're, they're uh, a little ball cookie. So they don't look like a cookie per se, like a flat cookie. They look like a ball. And they are a little, they have a little flat bottom on them, but the rest of them are round. I suppose it's because when they bake, they tend to flatten out just a little bit. But but uh, picture them the size of a, oh, let's see, what's the best way I can, size of a walnut, maybe, mm, mm-hmm. maybe a little smaller. Hmm. And when they come out of the oven, you roll them in powdered sugar and... They taste sort of like a very rich icebox type cookie. They are just so good. That sounds kind of like the pecan balls. Mm-hmm. Yep, that probably was, yeah, look like yum. them. Mm-hmm. And you can wrap that same dough around a Hershey Kiss. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I wonder if you. I suppose you could do that. I don't. Well, I don't know. They're. I've I've never had um, have messed around with the recipe <clears throat> of the Russian tea cakes, but uh, hmm. they're so good. Yum. Again, these things are so popular; they're easy enough to find if you're a computer user. So yeah, you can good. just go and any of these. Um, the other day, I was looking at the gluten-free book um, that I have for the cookie dough that I've mm-hmm. demoed on here before, and she said she took that same dough, and you could do this with any basic dough. She just chopped up. Andy's mints and walnuts and put that in her dough. Now, you know, this time of year, they sell chocolate, uh, peppermint chocolate morsels. Mm -hmm. So another thing that, and I don't have it right in front of me, but if you look up a recipe, I found it years ago in Seventeen Magazine, (laughs) Um, and it was for a chocolate brittle you could find it either under chocolate brittle or bake a brittle. And it's basically uh, butter and flour, vanilla, um, maybe a little salt. May- I can't remember if there's any baking powder in it. But basically you throw in some semi-sweet morsels and you can add nuts and uh, you can just bake it in like a brownie pan and then... Uh, break it up into pieces well it's really good with those chocolate peppermint morsels or i used to take i used to uh, use a little bit of peppermint extract in with a regular dough with the morsels chocolate morsels oh so you could do that too oh i bet you that's good 
Another favorite recipe that I don't have anymore, but I think you could find it, is to melt your chocolate morsels and put those into a, a cookie batter. Uh, so basically, you're not making chocolate chip, you're making chocolate cookies. And to try to make them pretty much the same size. And then to make a peppermint filling. And basically, you're doing that with powdered sugar and uh, butter and maybe a little, bit of, a little bit of vanilla and a little bit of peppermint extract. And you could look for this recipe, um, chocolate cookies with peppermint filling. Then you're going to take two of your cookies and, um, you know, just put a, a little tiny bit of filling on one and then sandwich it with another. Mm. Oh, man, that sounds great. No, they are. They're wonderful. I've, oh, we used to. I've noticed that the commercials I've seen on TV for Dairy Queen have uh, a candy cane blizzard out there now. Oh, my goodness. Yum. So if uh, just something else uh, to add to the Christmas festivities. And I'm sure they're going uh, to have that for the next few weeks. But uh, not that I'm promoting Dairy Queen, however. <laughs> that sounds so good. Oh, in this time of year, uh, you know, if you can get a hold of some peppermint stick ice cream. Oh, I used to love that, and they don't have it out all year anymore. But I've never heard oh, of that. oh, it's 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 kind of like a vanilla ice cream with pieces of peppermint candy in it. Oh, that sounds good. Um, I also really am <laughs> uh, a big fan of Christmas candy. Um, when I was a kid, they had like ribbon candy, and mm-hmm. one day, I think yeah, I'm sure it was last year. I was looking on Amazon and. Uh, I just did a search on Christmas candy, and man, you find all kinds of it. Oh yeah, lots of 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 hard candies, mm-hmm. rib uh, ribbon candies, chocolates of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Um, here's another. I haven't always made these. I, I've made them a few different years. They are a little more work. Um, have you ever made those little tiny pecan tarts? Mm-mm, no, I don't think so. Okay, and you know about the muffin, the little tiny muffin pans. Oh, yeah. You know about mm-hmm. those? Yeah. Well, the ones I have are, are silicone. <clears throat> oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the ones that I have are metal. There's something that you can get. I forgot what it's called, like a dopper or something that you can use to um, push dough into them, particularly if you're making little tarts. But what you want for this you're going to make your own little pie crusts for them but it, instead of using butter this uses um, a three ounce package of cream cheese and a stick of butter and a cup of flour and so you're going to make your dough going to blend those things together those three things cream cheese butter and flour and you can use a food processor if you want. You can um, use whatever kind of mixer you want. But you're going to blend that together till it is blended. And then you're going to shape it, it, shape this dough into little balls the size of walnuts and chill them. And then take uh, you're going to make a filling that's an egg three-fourths cup of brown sugar, a tablespoon of soft butter, and a teaspoon of vanilla, 
a dash of salt. Basically, what you're doing is you're making your filling like you would if you were making a pecan pie. Mix those ingredients together. You're going to heat that mixture, just heat it. And then you're going to take two-thirds cup of ground pecans. So take these little tiny balls and press each one into a muffin tin. And there's some kind of a dopper or to press that in, but I've just used my fingers. That's why it, it takes a lot of work. But you can, you know, press that in. And when you do, you've basically made a little tart shell for each one of these. You're going to sprinkle your nuts on the bottom, which is great because that's going to keep them from getting soggy. And then with a, a small teaspoon, you're going to add your liquid mixture to each one of these. And it's not so bad with a little spoon. You just put a little spoonful in each one of those little tins and then bake at 350 for 25 minutes. It makes about two dozen little, tiny, adorable, precious, yummy pecan tarts. Little pie-like things. Little pie-like things. Oh. They are, oh, incredible. I suppose you would just remove them and bite them. <laughs> yes, you would. You would just sound bite, 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 bite them. Bite. Yeah. Oh, speaking of sound bites, I wonder it's who's... my turn. Is it your turn? It's my turn. Ah. I do. Do you? Yes. Sound bite. 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 <laughs> so I don't think we've talked about this yet, but if you have cookies or crackers and you think, oh man, they are stale, may as well throw them out. Oh, but I hate to throw them out because there are still a lot left. I know what I do to crisp them up. Do you know? Uh, put them in a really low oven. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Put them in a very low oven. You know, even for about five minutes and then either take them out or turn the oven off. Um, and when you let them sit again for a while, they are crisp again. Mm -hmm. Now, there's an item out there called a brisker. Um, I haven't seen one in a while, but basically a lot of people keep their items in this brisker, like crackers and cookies and chips and things. And it's it's kind of like the size of a toaster oven, although there are, I don't think there are any racks in there. And you open this up and it's, it, keeps, it keeps everything slightly warm. And so you, you just put all those items in there and you take them out and they're kept, they're kept crisp. So do you leave this brisker? I've never heard of a brisker. So, yeah, you leave it that way. You you leave it that way uh, so that it keeps everything in there dry. Um, yeah, dry and a little bit warm. Oh, interesting. I've never heard of that. Mm -hmm. Wow, I've learned I've learned something new. A brisker. How about that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I I don't know. I've just never felt the need for one, but it is it is another way of doing it, and it's. I have resurrected a lot of things that people have thought they should throw out. And I've said, no, 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 these are perfectly good. Come on. And they taste wonderful. Yeah. You know? Well, first of all, I have never, well, I shouldn't say never. Because uh, I have, usually, <clears throat> I don't let anything 
like that go stale. Cookies, crackers, chips. Um, you can even do the same thing with uh, uh, tortilla chips or any kind of oh, yeah. chip for that matter. Put them in a just real low oven for a few minutes <laughs> and they'll come right back. Donuts get resurrected wonderfully that way. They don't taste the same the you know second or third day, but I like to freeze them and then... Um, I did that this morning and put them in the oven for just a minute or two, a couple minutes, and man, they taste like they came right out of the bakery. What uh, temperature do you put them at? Oh, you know, like 300, 350. Modern, I mean, I don't even. Modern. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Maybe and a little more. Yeah, hmm. and then just don't leave it long because they will get that you don't want them to get hard right but wow you know just a little bit of heat like that just totally resurrects now i know we've kind of strayed off the subject of uh cookies but well what i do to bring donuts back is i especially not sugared but um plain ones or cake donuts or whatever mm. i cut them in half like a bagel okay all right and then i put them in the toaster for a few Yum. seconds and i mm-hmm. want to tell you they turn oh. out so good and they uh let's face it they <clears throat> bake donuts in a little bit of grease you know yeah and uh, you can taste them uh you can you can there's a little fairground taste mm-hmm. to them when they come out of your toaster oh, yeah. They're I agree. So good. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the same. Yeah, it's it's the same, but even better because yeah, you get them done and heated through, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's kind of like I mean, it's kind of like toasting pound cake, which Ugh. my mother started doing years ago, and I was like, wow, that is really good. But mm-hmm. and I, you know, even the glazed donuts, they taste good when they're heated like that. I mean, <laughs> now you don't have to go out and buy some. To, yeah, you don't have to get them from Krispy Kreme the moment that they're made. You mm-hmm. can just go home and put them in your toaster oven. Mm, that sounds great. <laughs> now, I understand you have a, a cat box cookie recipe. I have never made these, but mm. I've heard there's something called a cat box cookie that is made with various things like chocolate and different things, so it looks like... It's made to look like kitty litter, kitty and, litter. Yeah. <laughs> and used and unused. <laughs> so it's a good, it's a, it's a funny trick that you can uh, make them, and they, I guess they taste really good. They do have chocolate chips, and I don't know what else in them, but um, I, I, a friend of mine used to talk about making those. Hmm, interesting. I guess we'll have to look that up as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we have dog. Dog chow treats and dog chow treats, and yeah. Cat box cookies now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah, stuff. I used to make dog treats and and peanut butter biscuits and oh my goodness, good now, stuff. Now, uh, let me tell you what I did. If you are uh, thinking <clears throat> about your pets this year and want to give them a little treats, uh, what I did. Uh, a few years ago with my dad actually it was quite some years ago (laughs) and when i think about it it it's probably about 30 years ago um my dad and i made a meatloaf one time just a plain meatloaf no spices just i guess probably just some eggs and hamburger and uh mixed it up but we put um 
The dog treats liver snaps inside. What are they? They're called liver snaps. Oh. And they are live. They were. I don't know if they still have them anymore, but they were liver flavored things. Uh, you know, dog <laughs> dog like biscuits that you'd buy. And they were probably about. They were the size of I want to say uh, Cheez-Its. <clears throat> Remember Cheez-Its? Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. They felt like Cheez-Its. Hmm. And not, wow. not that we're suggesting Cheez-Its are, <laughs> are for your pets. Because <laughs> uh, we don't, uh, you know, we like Cheez-Its here. Um, <laughs> but uh, my dogs, we'd wrap them. I promise them. never to give you those liv- liv- sets. Or <laughs> but we'd wrap the meatloaf in Christmas paper and the dog uh, dogs would come over and help us unwrap them. And the, oh. We'd cut slices of this meatloaf, and that was their their little presents that. That they is had. so sweet, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, mm. Mm. you probably could do that with little dog treats of your own if they don't have liver snaps anymore. <clears throat> yeah, you could. Mm. I mean, I used to actually gift wrap. I used to take uh, when I gave rawhide bones. I used to unwrap, take it out of the package, and rewrap it in wrapping paper and have my dog open it up. Yeah, and they will. <laughs> oh, they will. They'll sure be glad they to help you open oh, their yeah. Christmas treats. But, you know, it's interesting because I think that when you learn, uh, you know, pay attention to some of the different kinds of cookie doughs that are out there, there a lot of them are really pretty close, and you can learn to kind of you know play around with the recipes and make make different things mm-hmm. and change them up some you know yeah you can and all <clears throat> i can say is thank goodness for the internet out there you, oh it's be, incredible because you can literally look up anything that you can imagine and find something and uh we're giving you these as a guideline mm-hmm. so that you can look them up yourself or Ask some friends about them, maybe, if you don't have access to a computer, and they can you know, they can help with that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, and there's something, something about cookies. I don't know what it is, but when they're, when they're baking, the house smells so good. I've actually heard that if you ever want to sell your house, when they are there to look, have a little tiny bit of vanilla on a piece of foil in a low oven. It'll smell like cookies baking, you mm-hmm. know, and that and that or bread baking. Oh, man. I mean, it just makes people feel so comfortable in there. You know, it's it's funny how those aromas are are so special. Let me tell you a little funny story that doesn't have anything to do with Christmas or cookies or anything, but I was selling a house, and this this is a, a true story, and it's not very long, but I've got a Showtime rotisserie oven, and we knew that to, in order to sell the house, you want to make the house smell good, just like Debbie was talking about. So I got uh, some, I made up a rub, put it on some chicken, and the chicken's uh, are going around like a paper towel roll. Picture that, but picture a chicken <coughs> threaded through these rods. Looks pretty funny. It, it, it kind of does. <laughs> and they go around and around, and people came to the door, and 
I'm not saying this is going to work every time, but they stood around that oven and watched the chicken, and then we moved them through the house, and they thought the house smelled so good. Those people bought the house, by the way. They didn't want a chicken out. <laughs> no, and thank goodness they didn't want my oven, because I still have it. <laughs> oh, they didn't. Did they ask, does the oven come does with the house? Does the oven come with the house? <laughs> does the chicken come with the house? It's a true story, but yeah, make your house smelly, smell, mm-hmm. smell good. Mm-hmm. Make your house smelly, I was going to say. But <laughs> <laughs> Make your house smell good. <laughs> and if you want to sell, yeah. Any kind of scents would, would work. Like some of these, uh, um, well, I can remember, oh, how long has it been? In the 80s, they had these aroma therapy things that you would plug in and put discs in. And they would yeah. smell like Christmas trees or... Whatever. Some of them are better than others. They are. And I, yep. I got to where I liked, you know, making different things and also just um, burning incense. And mm-hmm. some people are allergic to incense, though. You have to, excuse me, uh, you have to, you know, you get to know the people that you're around, what they can handle and what they can't. Some do well with candles, some don't. But oh, there are so many things out there. I'm I don't good with care everything. as much for some of the plugins mm-hmm. and things. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, and at Christmas time, my goodness, the the pine trees or various sorts of of um, evergreens or fir trees. Oh my goodness, is that a wonderful smell? I got to tell you a little bit about the <clears throat> neat thing that I had. For around the Christmas holidays, once it was a little log cabin made out of wood, oh, and it had a metal uh, oh. chimney on the top of it, mm. and, and you would put pine tree incense in this little log cabin, and that was mm. the coolest thing. Wow, that and, does sound really and, neat, and it brings back memories of, of mm. the pine trees burning. Mm. Yeah. And even I love the fireplaces, the ones where you can hear the crackle Mm -hmm. and smell it. Now they've got these other kinds of logs that some people burn that you don't hear anything. You don't smell anything. I'm thinking, well, what's the difference? You may as well have just an electric heater in your in your room. You know, I mean, I like I like a fire that you can hear and smell. I have a Mm. what's called a Duraflame fireplace. Right, right by me. Mm-hmm. I'll, mm-hmm. Right by me, yeah. right here. And I open. You can open the front door, and here's logs. A log just sitting here, and I'll. That's the mm-hmm. log. It's a like a log, a rough log that is shaped like plastic. I mean, it's shaped, and it's made from plastic. It's shaped like a log. Oh. And okay. For the blind individual it, it means nothing and neither do the bulbs of course that are behind it to make it look fi- like fire they don't make noise but they're great heaters but mm-hmm. i'm told by a sighted person that it looks really real wow which means huh. you know of course it doesn't mean anything to us it's like all right i want it warm so let's turn it on yeah but I mean, for the ambience it's, you know, it's pretty cool sure mm-hmm. and uh wood burning stoves are nice too i knew somebody who had a wood burning wood burning stove and she used to cook on it as well. It was in her living room, but she would cook up a big old pot of sto- uh, stew and and you know things like that um, that were good in a slow cooker. She would use um, her wood burning stove for that. How cool is that? Yeah, 
you know. So, I mean, it's it's funny how a lot of holiday foods come out that maybe wouldn't always come out year round, but they're just extra special around this time of year. Mm-hmm. And um, lemon snowdrops, basically um, that same basic kind of cookie dough, but you would add lemon extract and lemon zest and you would and still roll them in little balls and bake them and then roll them in powdered sugar, but you would get a real lemony flavor. So, you know, there are lots of lots of flavors that people like to bring out on the holidays. Ginger. I used to make gingerbread. Oh. I used to say uh, gingerbread people. And I had different sizes. <laughs> I had a man and a woman, uh, different sizes. And then I had a smaller for, you know, uh, for smaller gingerbread people or whatever. But I used to I used to make all the different sizes on purpose. I love know? gingerbread and, cookies. Gingerbread. Yeah. I love them. And yes, I love gingerbread. I don't know if this says anything about me or not, but when I got a hold of a gingerbread uh, person, I'd bite their heads off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever make them? When you did you decorate them, or how did you do the how did you do the face? I would. Uh, I I always got them as a gift. I never made them. I used to take uh, raisins, and I'm trying to remember what I dipped my raisins in to make them stick. But I got to where I would put them, I would cut the, <laughs> there we go with the clock. <laughs> uh, just We'll just talk it through here. I would cut, oh, you have a different, uh, no, that's mine, okay. I would cut my raisins in half so they were smaller and then I would use, I would make the two eyes, you know, kind of like maybe, gosh, maybe not even a half an inch from the top, especially if depending on the size of them. And then I think that I just, I'm trying to remember how I made the nose, uh, but I would... I know I would make like a little slit for the mouth and um, I might have might have also done something with a ra- or a rosin or something for the nose. But I would also make uh, I would also chop up my raisins in pieces and put them down the front for like it was supposed to be like the buttons, buttons of, yeah. of the clothes. But I didn't I I have not been one too often for frosting cookies. I've done it, but I don't like doing it as much. Like a lot of those sugar cookies, a lot of people frost them and they'll frost gingerbread. To me, it's um, it's so sweet to eat them that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's nice once in a while, but it's 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 really sweet and it's an extra lot of work. Mm-hmm. I prefer cakes and cookies and things just plain like that. I don't yep. like things frosted is a rule. That even goes with cake. I mean, I'll eat them, mm-hmm. um, but I like a yellow cake. Yeah. I've baked a yellow cake before and just had it plain. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love it. And But I, I know you were telling me you didn't like bakery cake. I have to confess. You do. I do <laughs> like bakery cake. I like the frosting, I have to admit. But I also like cakes and cookies real plain without 
all of that. Mm-hmm. That's what's nice about a shortbread, you know, because it it's not overly sweet and it, you know, it is more on the plain side. But there are people who will elaborately decorate their cookies. They'll they'll put a lot of frosting and then they'll put a lot of candies on mm-hmm. top and even little bits of fruit. Oh yeah, and all of that. I've seen that. I wonder if you could take a gingerbread man or woman. And and, and 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 make a little holster around them and stick a candy cane in there. Then there would be a it'd be a blind uh, gingerbread person. I wonder if that would work. Maybe give them a cell phone out oh, of frosting. Funny. Well, then you'd have to have a little dog with a little harness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and with that, I think we're about done. I think we're definitely well done, and we know we're very, very rare. <laughs> oh, sure are, and kooky, and kooky cookies. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So I guess we'll see you guys next week. I have no idea what we're going to be talking about. Now, next week, let's see. We're still, we're still before Christmas. Oh, we sure are. Yeah. Wow. Um, Let's see. Let's think about this. Um, I wish Jason would make his eggnog. That would be really a fun thing to. Maybe he will. Demo. Yeah, I think I'll just, we'll start talking him into it. All right. (laughs) So we're going to continue on with holiday kinds of things next week, I think. Mm -hmm. Do you think we are? I think we are, yeah. But what we want, we're going to put out a promo about this, but one of the things we want you all to start thinking about is some of your mistakes that you've made in cooking that make really great stories, you know, funny things that you've done. Not meant to embarrass you or anything. But we'd, right. just, we'd just like to, I guess we're going to tell ours. We're going to tell ours, and we know that some of you probably have some others that are funny. And and we're going to, our last show of this year, um, as we, are we doing it, is our, or is we're, it the first one for next year? I guess it's gonna, the first one. Well, well, either that or our last one or our first one, I'm not sure. Oh, it's on the 2nd, isn't it? The 2nd of, yeah, the 2nd of January. Mm-hmm. So as, as we're still sort of tying off uh, last year and rolling in the new year, we thought we'd do it with a lot of laughter. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we're collecting your funny mistakes, funny stories in the kitchen. Voicemail them in, tweet them in. We don't care how you get them in here. Yep, yep. Email them in, and mm-hmm. uh, we're gonna make sure there's a promo about this. We sure will. Um, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, we thought we think that that'll be a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. What is cooking? We are happy to hear from you, and we have a new phone number: two zero six seven three six nine three zero one. Email hazelnuts at acbradio.org and find us on Twitter at ACB Hazelnuts. Okay. All right. See you guys next week. Next week. Thanks for being there because without you, (laughs) there wouldn't be a show. (laughs) (laughs) There certainly wouldn't. It's a lot of fun and we're glad you're enjoying both the show and the podcast. Thanks for all the comments and thanks for everybody who wants the first seven podcasts up there we will get them we promise yeah i think it was the first five yeah five so you got the last one last week listen to the holiday auction 
Uh, remember, the OptiGrill is going to be in there mm -hmm. and the gluten-free brownies and cookies and tons of other great holiday items. I have a dream catcher in there. Lots of people have lots of good things in the holiday auction. And all that money goes to help pay for the expenses of ACB radio. Mm -hmm. So hope you'll listen Sunday night from 7 to 11 Eastern on five of ACB Radio's seven streams. I know I will be. I'll be listening. Yeah, yeah. good. Exciting. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. And now, here's some music for the Big R to twirl by. Ha ha! Put on your seatbelts, everybody. Put on your food belts. Tommy, you're again. No, it can't be. It can't be. Tell me, pinch me. Tell me it's not here. It's the most fattening time of the year. Yes, indeed. What a perfect song for the big Hey, Randy, twirl. <laughs> yeah, man. That's perfect. <laughs> Watch him twirl. <laughs> if you don't remember that show where he loves to twirl his pasta, yeah, okay. <laughs> Bye, everybody. See you next week. Eating that junk at the mall. It's the hev heaviest season of all. There'll be turkeys for basting and stuffing for tasting.